Right, if you have a copy of the scriptures, I'm going to invite you up to open up your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Today's your lucky day because at the end of our gathering this morning, we're going to be ordaining eight men into the deacon ministry. And so I've been charged with delivering a short message this morning because we're going to finish a little bit early and uh, reset in order to ordain those, those families into deacon ministry. And uh, so the message today will be significantly shorter than normal. So ladies, you're welcome. Happy Mother's Day. This is my gift to you. Men, you too. This is an early Father's Day present for the guys, birthday presents, whatever you want to call it, all right? You're very, very welcome. Well, stand with me in honor of reading God's Word, if you don't mind. Second, or Second Timothy chapter 1, we're going to read verse 5. Quick message I've titled, uh, Don't Underestimate Your Mom. Don't Underestimate Your Mom. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, Paul writes these words to Timothy. He says, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now, I love this, I am convinced is in you also. Let's pray. God, we love you. Jesus, thank you for your word. God, I pray that on this Mother's Day, that Lord, this, this few moments that we have would be an encouragement to moms and to ladies in this room. God, we don't want to underestimate our moms. And so, Father, I pray now that you'd give us ears to hear. God, would you give us soft hearts to not only hear your word, but to receive your word. And Father, would you give us obedient hands and feet, Lord, to walk in obedience to Jesus the rest of our week. It's in your name we pray these things. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I realized this week that uh, I'll be celebrating 15 days from now my 13th year of being in pastoral ministry, which is pretty a big milestone and marker for me. And in those 13 years... I've done two things that the only way to, to categorize them or qualify them um, were just dumb. One of those was a few years ago, we did a marriage series here at Living Oak Columbus called Always and Forever. And we talked about singleness, and we talked about being a husband, and talked about marriage. But one of those weeks, I paused, and I did a sermon on how to be a wife. That was dumb. That was number one. Number two, in 13 years of ministry, you're here for it. Because this morning, I want to share briefly on how to be a mom. Now, I'm going to go ahead and lay this out here. If you didn't realize this, notice this, or you can't figure this out on your own, I'm not a mom. I will never be a mom. I can't be a mom. Therefore, I'm not an expert on this subject today. But I have two things that speak into this very clearly for me. And the first is that I do have a pretty great mom. I truly believe with all of my heart that I wouldn't be walking with Jesus today at this point in my life if it wasn't for a mom that faithfully walked with Jesus. And the other thing I have is the scriptures and the word of God. And I want to glean from both of those this morning to really um, speak to moms in the rooms, maybe moms that will be someday, and just tell you this simple phrase, um, don't underestimate the power and purpose that God has on your life as a mother. Don't underestimate the power and purpose that God has on your life as a mother. And my hope today in just this one verse, 2 Timothy 1.5, is that you'll see the unique call that God has on your life as a mom. If there's one thing I've learned from my mom and seen in her life is I, I believe um, that moms often don't realize the significant impact and role that you have in the life of your children to shape and form who they become. 
And I know I speak for myself and many, many folks in this room that I don't know where I'd be if it wasn't for a mom that loved Jesus. And so from the bottom of my heart, let me first say thank you. But let's look at our text today, 2 Timothy 1.5, as I hopefully can encourage the moms in the room today. This one verse tells quite the story of the power of a godly mom. And we're introduced to this man in history named Timothy in this one verse. Who was Timothy? If you've never heard his name before, or maybe you're uh, not familiar with him, that's totally okay. Timothy has two letters written to him in the New Testament, First and Second Timothy, not written by him, but written to him by the Apostle Paul. And we know, according to the book of uh, Acts, chapter 16, verses 3 and 4, that Timothy has a pretty cool story. His, his life can really be summed up in two distinct words, missions and pastoring. Timothy's got a pretty cool story. Acts chapter 16, verses 3 and 4 says that after Timothy's conversion, he'd been walking with Jesus for a little bit. Paul shows up, and Timothy ends up going on one of Paul's missionary journeys with him. We see then in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, that later in his life, that Timothy actually became the pastor of the church in Ephesus, a very influential church in the ancient world. And what's interesting about Timothy is the Scripture always kind of speaks about him kind of indirectly. It seems like he's always in the shadow of the Apostle Paul. But I believe, and I think the Scriptures teach this from Acts all the way through Paul's letters, that Paul had a very significant impact on the kingdom of God throughout church history. If he didn't, we wouldn't be talking about him this morning. But I believe his impact could really be traced back to two women, his mom and his grandma, Eunice and Lois. These two ladies had such a significant impact on his life, and so I just want to answer a few questions this morning. What role did they play? How did their influence play into what Timothy did for the kingdom of God? And I want moms to just meditate on these two questions. Why does my influence over my children matter, and do I really make a difference? You ever ask yourself is that as a parent? Am I really making a difference in the life of my children? And can I tell you, you are more than you realize. Let me show you from the scriptures. Point number one is this. Don't underestimate your personal walk with Jesus, mom. Don't underestimate your personal walk with Jesus. The scriptures don't give us a lot about Timothy's mom. We know about her from 2 Timothy chapter 1, Acts chapter 16, and indirectly in 2 Timothy chapter 3. But Acts 16, as Luke writes this, he says a few things about her. Look at this, Acts 16 verse 1. It says that Paul went on to Derbe and Lystra, where there was a disciple named, here's our guy, Timothy, the son of a believing Jewish woman, but his father was a Greek. In that one verse, we learn three things about Timothy's mom. First, she lived in the region of Derby and Lystra. Why does that matter? In Acts chapter 14, we read about when Paul and Barnabas went there. It was a region that was highly, highly pagan. Acts chapter 13 actually says that when Paul and Barnabas went there, they healed a man who had been lame or unable to walk from birth. And the people in this region of the world actually tried to worship Paul and Barnabas as Zeus and Hermes. It was a highly pagan, highly pagan culture, polytheistic pagan worship of false gods. Why does that matter? We know one thing about Timothy's mom. We know where she lived and the culture she was surrounded by. Here's the second thing we know about Timothy's mom. She was a believer in Jesus, meaning she knew who Jesus was. She had repented of her sin and now walked with him. Know what Paul says in verse, that verse in Acts chapter 16, verse 1. He, man, underline this in your Bible. She was a believing Jewish woman. She loved Jesus. She lived in a pagan culture, but she loved Jesus. Third thing, this is important. She was married to a non-believer. 
someone that did not walk with Jesus. How do we know that? Look at Acts 16, verse 1 again. Paul makes a very stark contrast here. Let me show you. It says that Timothy's mom was a believing Jewish woman, comma, but. There's meant to be a contrast seen there. Believing Jewish woman, comma, but. Timothy's father, he was a Greek. Timothy's father likely was not a believer in Jesus. Here's the second way we know that. Acts chapter 16, verse 3, when Timothy was going to join Paul on that missionary journey, the first thing that Paul did with Timothy was take him to get circumcised. You know, if your father was actually a believing Jew, then on the eighth day after your birth as a a male, your father would oversee your circumcision as a, a Jew. Timothy's father never did that. So what do we know about him? He was not a follower of God. Why are those things important? Why? Who cares where she lived? Who cares that she was a follower of Jesus? Who cares that her husband was not a believer in Christ? Why does that matter? I want you to think about this. Despite Timothy's family being only, quote, 50% Christian, despite growing up in a pagan culture, Acts chapter 16 indicates that Timothy had become a follower of Jesus. When Paul shows up in Acts 16, Timothy was a follower of Jesus. He was leaving as a missionary, and later Timothy became a pastor. What's that show us? Moms, I'm going to echo this from the rooftops. I'm not going to holler this morning too much, but I want you to hear this. Do not underestimate your personal walk with Jesus and the influence it has over your children. Do not underestimate your personal walk with Jesus. Because while your children have to make a personal decision for Jesus, someday all of us have to repent of sin and put our faith in Jesus. While they have to make that personal decision, man, remember this, your children can't inherit your faith, but they can see it demonstrated through you. Your children aren't Christian because you are. We all have to make that personal decision. But you can demonstrate for your children what walking with Jesus actually looks like. You can demonstrate for them what it looks like to do great things for Jesus and have great faith in Jesus. Stay committed to your walk despite the culture around you or the situation you may be in. Don't underestimate it, your influence over them. One of my favorite quotes is from Andy Stanley, and my mom and dad actually have this on their refrigerator at their house. And I love this. Andy Stanley said this, your greatest contribution to the kingdom of God may not be something you do. It might be someone you raise. Moms, don't underestimate your personal walk with Jesus. Number two, don't underestimate your legacy. There's a significant like, picture of legacy here in verse 5 because Paul says in verse 5 that there was a genuine faith that was first found in Lois. That was Timothy's grandma. Look at verse 5 there. Your sincere faith or your genuine faith that first lived in who? Grandma Lois. Maybe you called her granny. I'm not really sure. Uh, I could be taking a few liberties here. But most Bible teachers that I've researched would agree with this, that it's pretty likely that Lois was the very first believer in Timothy's family tree. That's amazing to me. Because then what happens? So Lois comes to faith in Jesus. She lives out her faith. And who now becomes a follower of Jesus? Eunice, her daughter. Eunice lives out her faith. And then who becomes a follower of Jesus as a result of that? Her son, Timothy. You see the power of legacy there? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 and 15 says that Timothy's family was intentional about imparting the scriptures into their children since birth. Watch this. 2 Timothy 3, verse 15. Paul is writing to Timothy and he says, And you know that from infancy, 
From infancy, you have known the sacred scriptures, which can give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. You know, one of the most powerful things that not only a Christian, but a mom can develop, which hear me here, a general, generational mindset when it comes to your faith in Jesus. A generational mindset when it comes to your faith in Jesus. Let me explain that to you. Your walk with Jesus may influence your children who influence their children, who influence their children, who don't do one of the most significant things for the kingdom of God in history. It's not about us. It's about the generation after us. Don't underestimate the generational influence that you could have if you're consistent with your walk with Jesus. Lois to Eunice to Timothy, and now 2,000 years later to us. This stuff's being imparted to us, the Word of God and the Scriptures and all of these things. Don't underestimate your legacy that could echo generations beyond you. Do you think Eunice knew what Timothy would do with his life? I don't think so. My pastor growing up, Pastor John Beckett, used to remind our church often of this. He says, what we do today will echo into eternity. What kind of echo will you leave behind? Generational thinking when it comes to faith in Jesus. And here's the third one. Moms, hear me. Please don't underestimate your influence. You know moms have a unique influence over their children that dads don't have? Moms have a unique influence over their children. I wonder if Lois, Timothy's grandma, when she first saw Timothy, her grandson, if she really knew the impact that that young man would have over generations, thousands of years beyond his life. I mean, we're literally teaching from a letter that was written to this young man. You think his grandma knew that? Or just pray, Jesus, save this boy and use him for your kingdom? I wonder if his mom, Eunice, when Timothy was a young child, as we saw there in 2 Timothy, and she's reading the scriptures to and over her son. I wonder if she had any inclination that her son would someday be mentored by the greatest evangelist to ever walk the planet, Paul. I wonder if she knew that her son would accompany Paul on some of the most significant missionary journeys and start some of the most significant churches in church history. I wonder if his mom knew that someday her son would pastor a church that became a pillar in the Christian faith, the church in Ephesus. Or did she simply know, Jesus, save my boy. And Lord, I pray that he walks with you the rest of his life. I wonder if these two ladies, mom and grandma, just faithfully walked with Jesus and trusted God with the results. I mean, Timothy put his faith in Jesus. Paul says that, 2 Timothy 1.5, that faith that was in Lois, that faith that was in Eunice. Paul says, I'm convinced. I know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's in you too, Timothy. You made this faith your own because faith can't be inherited, but it can be demonstrated to our children and they can make a personal decision for Jesus. As we close, moms, think about this. Your earthly influence has the potential to have eternal impact. Don't waste it. Moms have a unique way of carrying influence. I thought about this this week. I can remember the day, July 3rd, 2003, when I gave my life to Jesus because I had a faith demonstrated to me. Who was the first person I called? My mom. I remember when I met my now wife, Elizabeth, I'd known her maybe seven days. Who was the first person I told? 
my mom. I remember shortly after Elizabeth and I met, I remember standing in the bathroom of my mom and dad's house, talking to my mom about this pretty girl that I had just met. And my mom looked at me and she said, you're going to marry her, aren't you? I said, if all goes as planned. It worked out in my favor, by the way. (laughs) I can remember when I decided to go buy a ring. Who went with me? My mom. I remember the day I was going to propose. Who helped plan everything? My mom. I remember when God called me into ministry and that terrified me. Who was the first person I talked to? My mom. I remember every time God has called me to a new ministry position. Who is the one I always call first to talk about it? My mom. When we found out we were pregnant with our first child, who was the first person on planet Earth that I told? My mom. When we found out we were pregnant with our second one, who do we call? My mom. Moms, do you see something or hear something this morning? You have a unique influence over the life of your children, and I hope you see that this morning. If I could challenge you with one thing, and I'm not an expert on this, but hear me, walk with Jesus faithfully and trust God with the results. Just walk with him faithfully. Your kids see your faith beyond maybe what you realize they do. Because if I can speak for all the kids in this room, all the kids listening online, anybody on the radio, I want you to hear this. I don't know where many of us would be if it wasn't for moms that love Jesus really well. You matter, and what you do matters. Thank you. Thanks for demonstrating a faith to us that goes beyond your life and generations past it. It matters. Let me pray for us. God, we love you. Father, I pray that this simple scripture this morning serves as a word of encouragement to to moms on the other side of my voice. God, knowing that they're simply called to faithfully walk with Jesus and we trust a sovereign God for the results beyond that. And so I pray that this Mother's Day, Lord, just puts a renewed fire in the hearts of ladies this morning a renewed and fresh commitment to faithfully walk with Jesus despite the culture around us despite the circumstances we may be in personally, we're just going to faithfully walk with Jesus because the kingdom of God is worth it. God, we love you, and it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, hey, we're going to transition here. I'm going to ask, actually ask my ushers if they'll make their way forward. Typically, we have a response song at this point, um, but because of our deacon ordination, we're not doing that exact thing this morning. So I'm going to ask my two ushers if they'll make their way forward. As always, if you would like to give today, we would encourage that, but it's never a requirement. It helps us do what God has called us to do. So let me pray for our offering, and then I'll give some instruction. God, we love you. Jesus, thanks for this morning. And God, I pray that you would multiply our gifts to see your kingdom expanded here across Northwest Columbus and literally around the world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.